Hello, you're listening to the podcast, Every Tongue Got to Confess. It's being brought to you by the Zora Festival 2017 and Rollins College. And in this podcast, we look at the issues and dilemmas facing the 21st century. I'm Robert Casanello, an associate professor of history at the University of Central Florida, and I will be your host for this episode of the Every Tongue Has Got to Confess podcast. I sat down with Professor Julian Chambliss from Rollins College to talk about community engagement. The Carnegie Foundation defines community engagement as the collaboration between institutions of higher education and their larger communities, whether local, regional, state, national, or global, for the mutually beneficial exchange of knowledge and resources in a context of partnership and reciprocity. He teaches a class that put his students out into the local community as part of the college's mission to introduce students to community engagement. Let's listen to his experiences. Julian, I want to thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. And I think the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you is I wanted to to give our uh, subscribers, you know, a a chance to really, you know, understand what you do here at Rollins College, Um, you know, not only in the, uh, on the department level, but on the classroom level. And, you know, for, I I think we should start out with, um, just in case we might have some subscribers new to this episode or new to the previous episode, can you just introduce yourself to our subscribers? Sure. My name is Julian Chambliss. I am professor of history and chair of the Department of History at Rollins College. I'm also the coordinator of the Africa and African American Studies program here at Rollins. And you told me that there's uh, sort of a focus on campus on uh, community engagement. Can you tell me a little bit about um, what that is and where it comes from? Community engagement is um, uh, research and classroom efforts that are focused on making a positive impact on the community through partnerships uh, and exchanges with community partners uh, designed to address needs and while educating students. So Rollins is a recognized leading expert national campus in terms of um, community engagement. We've gotten the president's designation for President's Medal for community, being a community-engaged campus. And the Carnegie Foundation is, is recognized as a national leader in community engagement. And so what are the ways in which um, we see this embodied on campus? Well, you know, community engagement actually is something that um, almost every student on campus in their experience at Ross will do. Uh, it starts the very first year that you're here with our Spark Day. And that is a day of service that every freshman who comes in the, into Rollins does. And um, those Spark Day locations run across the gamut, very different kinds of activity, everything from um, working uh, with uh, groups that support local teachers to doing things like beach cleanup. Um, this year, uh, I did Spark Day at the Wells Built uh, Museum of African American History in downtown Orlando. And the reason, of course, is I was teaching a course called Afro-Fantastic. 
that's focused on exploring the black imaginary in the 19th and 20th century. And so the Wells Belt is, of course, the African-American History Museum that sort of focuses on the black experience in Central Florida, particularly in Paramore. And so we went down to help them in a process of sort of helping organize materials. So our class was there all day on a Saturday, and we helped some of the museum personnel sort of identify objects, we'll take them out, document them, and, and, and create some paperwork because they have such a huge collection that's developed so much over time. They don't always know everything that's there. And so having a set of volunteers that's sort of dedicated to supporting the institution's mission by uh, taking material, identifying it, writing, writing up a few notes for them was really helpful. And so you, you explained to us how this operates on the campus level. So if you take it down to the department, so the department you're in is in the history department, mm -hmm. how is it the history department um, looks at uh, community engagement? Well, like a lot of departments, uh, we have a, a slot in our curriculum where students can involve themselves in community-based work, community-based research, or internships uh, for academic credit. In our department, it's called Applied History, and there we sort of work with students who want to go out and have an experiential uh, uh, project throughout the semester where they're working with a community partner. We've worked with people like the Winter Park Historical Association, the Hamlet Square Heritage Center, even the Orange County Regional History Center. And we have a student that's placed there, and they work on a project sort of supporting the mission of the organization, the mission of the partner group. And this gives the students a chance to sort of like put uh, theory into practice, right? So that they can think about some of the tools that they learn as a history major, some of the skills that they acquire through uh, the study of history in a real world concept. They're going to be using those skills of writing well and communicating and being able to research and cr think critically about a problem and a lot of different endeavors. So these experiential um, elements that sort of intersect with the community are a very important part of that process for us. Okay, so let's drill down to the classroom level. So now, uh, as an instructor in the classroom, was it that you bring to the students that um, really folds into this uh, idea of community engagement? Well, for me, an example of this would be as we're looking at um, a sort of like area of concern for myself is Hannibal Square, which is an African-American community in Winter Park. And I routinely return there and work with partner groups like the Hammer Square Heritage Center or the Hammer Square Community Land Trust. And we do projects, and depending on the theme of the class, the project sort of shifts in our exploration of Hannibal Square. So last semester um, in the spring, we I was teaching a class on the United States since 1945. That class had a real emphasis on urban sustainability, history, and theory. And our project focused on Hannibal Square as a case study, and we asked ourselves the question, um, what would it take to make Hannibal Square a sustainable neighborhood in Winter Park? And each student did a series of, of research uh, and contributed to an electronic iBook, an iBook that sort of like talked about this from five perspectives sort of rooted in the UN's definition of urban sustainability. And so, by any chance, does this also segue into your own research? I mean, do you find it useful or...? Yeah, in fact, one of the, one of the things that I, I talked about recently with the students is that um, the process of creating these projects for them has really, really sort of informed my own sort of like exploration of Hannibal Square. Uh, I initially, I was primarily concerned with 
doing things like oral histories and sort of supporting the activities of the Winter Park Historical Association. But over time, you know, as you're sort of looking at the community and looking at some of the things that it's facing, you can't help but sort of like seek out different ways to try to understand the current state of the, the landscape in the community and how that might connect, especially for me, to historical antecedents. So it really sort of like primed me to think about um, the origins of the community, some of the, the major transformations in the mid-20th mid, mid century, um, and, and how that sort of feeds into contemporary debates around uh, displacement and gentrification in Hannibal Square, which are part of uh, arguably larger debates about transformation in Central Florida. Do you find that that these students, I mean, I know a similar experiences that I've had in the classroom. Uh, do you find that it's the impact or the consequence of these kind of activities give the students a sense that they sort of own the, own the uh, research that they do? Oh, of course. I think one of the things that happens is that students who, you know, might see me at a 100-level course as a freshman might work on a project that's really archival-driven about Hannibal Square um, and then see me later on as, as a junior or senior at a 300-level course and they're still working on Hannibal Square, so there's a familiarity uh, about the problems, a familiarity about uh, the, the archival sources that we have access to, but but there's a real transformation in the thinking, right? There's more sophistication in their engagement, and they do really care. Uh, students will ask me about, well, how is this organization doing, or oh, have, we, have you moved forward uh, in the next stage of that project that you talked about in class? And that's great because you, you do see students sort of taking a little bit of ownership and, and interest in the local community. I mean, they're, they're residents of Winter Park at some very basic level um, and seeking solutions and being aware of some of the challenges that are in the community is a, is a way that they become rooted in the experience of, of being a student at Rollins. And that's always interesting to see. It's always sometimes surprising because you don't necessarily think that students, when you start the project, are going to be as heavily invested as they are, but you know, students will routinely stop me and go, "How are things going to Hannibal Square?" And I'm like, "Well, well, this is what we're doing this semester. I'll let you know how things go." Well, great. I want to thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Every Tongue Got to Confess podcast. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes. Thank you.